podcast as much as I'm enjoying making it. If you would like what you hear, I would appreciate a five-star rating, and please tell your friends to subscribe too. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want you to be more actively involved in this podcast. You can do that by supporting our network through the Patreon account, which offers you the opportunity to help in choosing upcoming guests, cities that I should visit, and you can also give me questions that you would like answered from our future guests or myself. You can find us at patreon.com slash thewisefool, all one word. Please pronounce your name correctly for me. My name is Desiree Heitzel. And you work? I work um, uh, at a copyright society uh, in Vienna and as an art critic. So the company, which I'm going to butcher the name of it, so please pronounce the name for the company for me also. The company's name is Bildrecht. Um, It's a collecting uh, society. So it's a copyright society. So we administer the rights of uh, fine artists. And what does that mean? I, okay, keep in mind, I'm from America. I don't know uh, European laws and copyright laws and all this kind of stuff. So give me a little bit more background on all that. Do you know in America, the Artist Rights Society in New York? And we're kind of a partner society of uh, Artist Rights Society. We are like big network all over the world. And in each country, there exists like normally like one collecting society. Um, rights management organization you also call them uh, and uh, they uh, work uh, according to the copyright law to Austrian as we we work uh, based on Austrian copyright law and for example the ARS works uh, based on US law okay so now so you work under Austrian law not European law no we have uh, some uh, European directives uh, that we have you EU. EU directives that we have to implement uh, into our national copyright law, but um, each copyright law is kind of different. I mean, ours is similar to the German copyright law and to French copyright law, um, but there exist some local differences in each country. Yeah. So is this, uh, this copyright law, so is this literally like in America, there's copyright law. I know a little bit about copyright law, but yeah. is, is this, does this also cover intellectual property or IP, that kind of stuff? Um, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's not really part of it. I mean, the copyright law uh, concerns authors, authors, mm-hmm. um, authors and uh, fine artists and musicians uh, and, yeah. Okay. Part. Well, you've got some talking points, so please give me a little bit more of a robust understanding of all of this, because. Okay, so maybe maybe it's easier that I give you an understanding of what we are doing. Yes. I mean, we as great. like as a rights management organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you, for example, you as an artist, you could become a member. Uh, well, of I've Bill also Lecht. I used to work at a stock so, photography agency, so like. Okay, I, I mean that's that's something similar. different. No, stock photography uh, mm-hmm. that concerns just the photo rights. Actually, uh, you you like uh, kind of make a contract with a 
stock uh, society and there you give them some of your um, image data and they sell it all over the world and then they can license it. But we license the copyright. Um, so, for example, we uh, administer um, the rights of about 5,000 uh, Austrian artists. Um, I mean, not just fine artists, but also designers and architects and choreographers, um, uh, also illustrators and photographers. Uh, so we administer the rights of 5,000 um, national artists, but uh, we have uh, sister societies. We have like 30 sister societies all over the world. And uh, that's why we represent some 150,000 international artists here in Austria. Why have I never heard of this before? Because it's really like a complex um, network. Uh, I mean, we but have... I, I've been a photographer for going on 30-some years, and I've never heard of this before. Yeah, but that depends in what kind of um, part of photography, what kind of photography you do. Like, if you're... Uh, it's true. If you're a commercial photographer or a, an artist photographer, like, yeah... Yeah, fine art photographer, not, okay, com not yeah. commercial. Not commercial, yeah. I mean, then actually it would make sense. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Why have I never heard of this? You become a member of a collecting uh, society. And how much does that cost me? In Austria, it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> really? In some, some countries it costs a little bit, but it's not really expensive. I'm sure in America it costs. Yeah, because they work completely differently to us. I mean, they can choose the artists. They work together with uh, with Jackson Pollock and with uh, Roy Lichtenstein and with um, Andy Warhol and you know all the big artists. Oh, and they say, yeah. for the licensing they make uh, a lot of money, actually. But we we uh, we work based on the collect collecting uh, society law. I mean, it's it's called Verwertungsgesellschaftengesetz. Uh, so. Um, this is, our activity is based on that law. I couldn't say, if you came to me and said, ah, I want to become a member, then I couldn't say to you, no, that's not possible. Um, because we cannot really. Well, no, it's not possible. Actually, I don't live, nor am I a citizen of, in Austria. So I should not be a member of your particular yeah, branch. Yeah, you, you can look in, in, in Czech, Czech Republic. Republic and Is there one there? Yeah, there is one. Okay, fancy that. I will look into that. Yeah, I think they're in Prague, actually. They're located there. But so many things in the world that I know nothing yeah, about, yeah. and that's why I'm here. Like, this is the point of the podcast, is to learn about things that necessarily, like, aren't readily available or obvious or easy to know about. Like, I've never heard of such a thing as this. So, continue on. Tell me more. If you would uh, become a member, uh, then... We have like two professional groups. We have one uh, group, this, I mean, the group, this is like uh, the, the agreement, the membership agreement. It's a contract, actually. So uh, you grant us certain rights or you grant us the rights that we administer for you. And there is one group for fine artists who grant more rights to us and one group for designers, um, illustrators, photographers, like press, commercial photographers. And um, there you, 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 the rights, the right scope is like kind of limited because, you know, mm. a commercial photographer has to give the rights to third parties, to stock agencies, well, to and there are clients, clients. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there, that's kind of this buyout or something. Yeah, they have to sell the rights. So the, 
yeah they have more uh, more people involved that they have to answer yeah, to exactly. it whereas a fine artist is just themselves they exactly. made it themselves they can give the rights away exactly that's it sign it away. not and give it away so for for the for the fine artists um we uh manage uh the rights um for i mean we have like two two active rights uh, in austria or y you can like kind of uh put it into that um we have the reproduction right okay and uh that's the right uh which applies for uh, whenever the work is published somewhere when it's published in a book in the internet um a poster, in the tv on a poster pad. exactly <laughs> uh a but bag. also in a commercial like also in an ad uh, or or somewhere mm -hmm. And um, then we have another active right, which is the resale right. That's, uh, yeah, that, that was the EU law, actually. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> it's a directive from the European Union. I'm horrible with languages. So <laughs> you keep throwing out all these German words. Like, sorry, yeah. Sorry, what? <laughs> it's okay, go on. It's a directive uh, that has been um, set by the European Union uh -huh. um, in the mid 2000s like 2006 around something like this okay. and um, it has been implemented um, that uh, the the artists um, um, that the artist um, earns um, some money when his work is uh, sold through the art market for the second time yes yeah. i have heard about this And this is fabulous because I've this been talking. This is good, actually. Yeah, I've been talking with a lot of different uh, galleries and different artists and stuff, and we're we're all very sort of, I wouldn't say upset, but like basically like everybody talks about the art market. It's this yeah. big art market. There's yeah. millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, mm. but realistically, mo you know. 90% of that is the secondary market and yeah, course, artists yeah. don't actually get any money from that. Yeah, I mean for the for the primary market of course it won't make any sense to collect resale right because I mean then we would work against the artists and against the galleries yeah. who represent them but for the works that are sold through auction houses and through galleries Uh, and through, I don't know, maybe also some museums. I mean, you know, private sales aren't included, so... It's, private, too, bad. it's too bad. We should yeah, figure out a way to get that Yeah, also in Switzerland, you don't have research, right? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, because, you know, they have their own rules. <laughs> and that's why Basel is there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the reason, yeah. I know. Um, okay, so continuing on with... The, so I'm interested, so this resale right, uh, I'm, I'm yeah, a little I mean, unclear. It, it's okay, called so. artist resale right. Um, okay. Yeah, and it applies um, only for, I mean, for, for all the European countries except Switzerland. And you have it in, I mean, they even tried to uh, put it into, uh, in, in California, they tried to implement it, but it some kind of didn't work. I it mean, failed? Like, I thought. It, I, thought it I mean, they're tr still trying, but you know, this is something with the Democrats and Republicans. Uh, it's kind of. But this is what we're talking about here. Is it, it, just to be clear: is the if a somebody buys a work of art and then and so they, let's say they bought it from the artist, the artist earned money from the sale, yeah. then they turn around and resell it and resell it yeah. through the secondary market, the exactly. auction houses. And then in Austria, when you sell it um, for 2,500 euros, that's the net sum, um, then it's subject to resale right. And it's 4%, so it's like 100 euros. 
So 4% of that resale price yeah. has to go back to the original artist. To the artist or to the rights holder. Because this has been, in, I mean, to the, to the estate, yeah, to the IR. So this has been implemented in 2012. So that's still because pretty before new. it was only for for artists that are still alive, and mm-hmm. in 2012, in January, it has been implemented for uh, their legal successors as well. So Picasso uh, yeah. uh, earns resale right in Austria because we we have a contract with the uh, foundation, yeah, and so okay. we collect it for them. So it's four percent, right? It's four percent of the first fifty thousand. Then it's three percent of the next one hundred and fifty thousand, and it's limited to a maximum fee of twelve thousand and five hundred euros. So all the Gorskis and uh, Czechs and Pollocks, okay, no, I mean, for for U.S. citizenships, uh, resale right doesn't exist, but uh, all the huge sales aren't subject to resale right, or it's it's limited. To the, yeah. Why would they put a limit to that? Because it would be a huge, I mean, 2% or 1% of a million or of 50 millions. I mean, well, that's but a lot. doesn't the artist and, deserve that? Well, I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> but uh, I'm coming from the side of the artist. Yeah, I'm but, on their but side. you know, the buyer has to pay the resale, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. But it, the buyer wouldn't yeah. have it and couldn't resell it for that high value if the artist hadn't built that career sure, that sure, made yeah. their thing worth so yeah, much. I mean, <laughs> Come on, give a little more yeah, credit to the artist. Yeah, it's it's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm fighting for the the little guy here. Yeah. So anyways, so anyways, I mean this is like kind of uh, yeah a law that we have to. Yeah, I mean, the galleries and the auction houses, um, they have to report us the sales. They have to report it to us twice a year. And then we collect that fee. And for example, also in uh, uh, in, in, in Germany, I think uh, sales from 300 or 400 re- euros are already subject to resale, right? I mean, that's that's a bit ridiculous because, you know, I mean... I mean that could be a good poster. Yeah, right? exactly. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just means exponentially more bureaucratic work, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I mean, I still like the but idea you know, of the artist getting more money. Yeah, but you know, if you're not part uh, of a collecting society as an artist, then actually the auction house uh, has to research um, and to contact the artist or the estate mm-hmm. and pay it out to them because. In, in some countries, only collecting societies are allowed to uh, collect this kind of remuneration. But in Austria, um, there is no such, uh, uh, such, such limitation. Yeah. So, the, uh, the, so the obligation is on the auction house yeah, to, to actually, find it. To find the estate. And you know, there is like no kind of database where you, you know, can all find the them. You know, all the errors, right? Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. database. No database. No, no database. No, okay, fine. No. Yeah, so, I mean, this is one part, and of course, our biggest part is the direct licensing that we're doing. I mean, we have our fees, uh, and the fees have like a European standard, because we are like in these working groups with all the sister societies, so we have fees for posters and for commercials and for... TVs fees that are charged like, to who? That are charged to the client, to a client who asks, for example... Um, 
if you're you were a member of Bildrecht as an artist, yes. and Let's uh, then you're you're doing like a huge exhibition, absolutely, yeah, at Albertino, for example, or at Mumok here in Vienna, yes, and. Um, we will handle the licensing for you. So if the Albertina Museum wants to uh, print like posters or do commercials or make like, I like this a video spot or something like this, then this whole rights management part will be handled by us. Okay. Yeah. So, so meaning I, we I work love... together with the artists, like we communicate a lot. Um, they send us like the like the layouts and um, yeah and we, we we look around that we we like kind of yeah, control and you look it at the and quantity we, of them being yeah and of the quality or... of the image that is used uh, like there's also one uh, with each, each exhibition the museum chooses a key visual and uh, for example if it's a group show then maybe they choose Picasso once or Andy Warhol or and if it's just um, a show for one artist um, mm -hmm. then they have like normally like one or two key visuals right yeah well, see, now you're getting into marketing stuff. So, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, now, and, and how does the society, so the, the, the fees that you collect off of that, you collect from the client? From the client, actually. Not from the artist. No, no, not from the client, because the artist will get the fee. Yeah. So... For example, for an exhibition, we make like it, it depends on 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 the scope of the users, you know, on how many you have or how big the 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 exhibition is. I'm looking at you right now, by the way, because keep in mind this is a podcast. People yeah. can't see my facial yeah. expressions. I'm giving you this utterly blank expression because I have never heard of something like this before in my life, and I'm just taking it that all that I in. don't believe you <laughs> yeah like okay. like yeah. I'm just like I'm, yeah. like, I'm yeah. like seriously there are people that f basically fight for the rights of artists yeah that are basically mandated by the government to do mm. this mm. and I've been in the arts industry for going on yeah. 30 years and I've never heard of this that's a pity actually yeah <laughs> um yeah I mean that's kind of the one part uh, that we do, yeah. I mean, this, this direct licensing for some clients and uh, for publishing houses or whoever asks us or wants to do, like, commercials with our I was going to say, so, like, what's the range of, like, um, clients that use fine arts imagery? We have a lot of museums and cultural institutions mm -hmm. uh, and publishing houses. I was going to um, say, like, do you do, like, like, uh, like um book covers um you know, even like cd music covers even though yeah. that's not really a thing anymore but <laughs> yeah but our main clients are actually the museums the institutions yeah. yeah the institutions and sometimes cultural institutions like music festivals or something like this yeah mm -hmm. okay like i'm just dumbfounded by this whole thing i'm still sort of reeling with shock that this exists and it's mandated by your government or the EU government that this exists yes no Austrian government the collecting societies yeah actually that's I think that's a national uh, law I mean each country has a collecting society and normally uh, there's only just one for for fine arts for example we in Austria we have just one but I mean there could be another one formed but I mean that 
we, we exist since 1977. It seems weird to create a competing collective. Though. Yeah, I mean, you could create, yeah, in, in Great Britain that happened. They have like really? two, yeah. Okay. Have, yeah, yeah. So, how, so how, do you choose who you all represent or work with? Or no, it, actually, that we are not allowed to choose according to law. That's what I uh, so said uh, before. Because everybody. artist rights society, they can just like take the big names, right. and they actually do it because they do like another. Sc- I mean, they do another scope of rights management. I mean, they do like huge projects. They, sure. For like fifty thousand or hundred thousand yeah. uh, dollars. Keith Herring's the, the Andy Warhol. Keith Herring, they don't have, I think, but they have Andy Warhol and uh, Robert Rauschenberg and uh-huh. Pollock and yeah. Johns and all that kind of stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. Jindine, yeah, and all those people, yeah, yeah. I mean, they have good artists, but also we have good artists, but uh, we are not allowed to say to an artist, no, you don't. Uh, you're, you can't become a member of you the don't life. qualify because that's written in, in law we have to so for better or for worse you have to take everybody yeah I mean yeah but if the artist is not really active so it's like you know I mean it doesn't hurt if he's a member <laughs> he or she because well, well that lends to the question of like so do clients basically just like come to you and say hey we're looking for a landscape painting Can, do you have anything that we can use or do they are they generally no 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 because um, no, because we have like a, a search engine on our website so uh-huh. and there you can put in names and um, you will find Andy Warhol for example or Picasso or Matisse but you will also find all the Austrian artists um, mm. well known or not well known and uh, we don't have a, an image database. So uh, if someone comes to us and says, oh, I want to show from Erwin Wurm that work, um, then I will have to say, okay, let me ask the studio. Um, uh, we will, they, they can, can give you the image. Uh, huh. Yeah. Okay. So that we don't do because, I mean, that would be huge if we would have collect, collect uh, and then, then we would have to work like a stock agency, actually. Yeah. But you do work kind of like a stock agency, a little bit. But without the uh, image, the high-res resolution images, we don't have them. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So don't you don't them. even have the images? That no, normally the museums have them. The museums have them or... Some so you literally just yeah. are working with the legal like format of the the contracts and the the legality of like we we give you permission to use exactly. this image That's that you it. already have that you have to buy from somewhere else <laughs> because you know there are, there are two rights if you reproduce a work of art um, and let's say you reproduce a Pablo Picasso mm-hmm. on a postcard mm-hmm. then uh, you then the author of the artwork is Pablo Picasso. But the author of the photograph of the photo, that could be someone else because, you know, Picasso didn't take the picture of his artwork, so maybe the picture rights uh, lie with an institution or with a stock agency or. Just, okay. Yeah, I yeah, was thinking you know. like you were gonna say like a photographer's name. I'm like, I'm like I don't think like a, an. A Herb Ritz photo of a Picasso is going to be the same. So, like, so you're, you're saying that basically, if a Picasso is in the collection of a institution and the institution yeah. creates a postcard, that it doesn't normally have... normally uh, the, the, the the institution has taken the photo of the artwork. Right. 
So, and the institutions like the museums, they sell actually these, oh, yeah. <laughs> these high resolution images. Wait, they sell yeah. these They sell images. them, they sell them, yeah. Of course, yeah. Why of course? What do you mean no. of course? I mean, n not all museums do that, but I think a lot of do that. Oh, I'm sure of, they do. They've got to make yeah. money somehow. We've talked about uh, the the reproduction light and uh, all the licensing project, uh, process, but we um, also um, have like kind of uh, remunerations that uh, we are obliged, uh, according to law, to uh, collect. So we have, for example, the private copy levy that has been implemented into the copyright law in 2015. Uh, it's the former blank tape levy. I don't know if you have ever heard of that. <laughs> um, the only word I recognize is levy. Levy, yeah. <laughs> Start again. Try it again. Do it. Go, go again. Just say, say it to me again, just so I can try and follow. Um, so there are some remunerations uh, that we have to from collect. Who, from who to from, who? Uh, from the... Actually, um, if, if you buy, for example, a computer then a certain a computer or um, a USB stick or um, a mobile phone, um, some um, where you can storage data. When you buy this, then a certain percentage uh, is, um, is going to the different collecting societies, like the collecting society for text and for music and for images so Wait, this is on. already when you buy when you buy a laptop for example then i don't know how much it's like two percent of the price or three percent or something like this um wait 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 i'm so not clear about this there is seems to be some sort of tax or sort of price yeah involved. it's some kind of tax if you could yeah, if you say like well, this. it's it's an amount of money that's basically embedded in the price of buying exactly, something here exactly. in Austria. Yeah. That then, because somebody bought this thing, it gives your organization some money. Exactly. Yeah, and that's wow. Yeah, I mean that's that's the same like in Germany or in Switzerland or in France or in um, Great Britain. And this is uh, there are different kind of remunerations. There is the private copy levy which is uh, like the newest remuneration um, because it was uh, um, before that um, we had the blank tape levy which was actually for I've never heard discs, of either of these for, things. for empty see. discs the, okay okay yeah. so, okay blank tape got it I understand that one exactly okay, and then, so anytime somebody bought a blank tape or a disc yeah, or a blank yeah, anything exactly. like this yeah. A certain amount of money was set aside to give to the society. To, to the societies. And then this, uh, this amount, which is like a very small amount, um, um, then it, and one part uh, goes to AKM, to the music society, another part to the society for literature, another part for the video, another for the artists. Wait a second. Okay, hold on. You're telling me not only is there your society, which is for like images, images and visual and arts, yeah. there is another there society yeah, yeah, yeah. just like yours for authors, exactly. musicians. Exactly. What? In, I think there are like 13 in Austria, 13. 12 or 13. I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah, like this, yeah. My God. And then we not just have this remuneration, we have also the reprographic remuneration. For example, if you buy um, uh, a copy machine, uh -huh. 
then also a certain amount goes to a copier literally like i go buy yeah, a xerox buy, copier yeah, yeah exactly and your company gets some money to help fund doing exactly. this service and from for that the kind of kind of remunerations like we not also have the we have uh, the broadcasting remuneration um and uh, we have and for that remuneration there exists like this royalty system um, I think maybe you call it payback system or something Ooh, like this. Royalty, we use royalty Royalties. in the United States. And, yeah. and the artists then, they can come to us and uh, they report us where their works have been published. So they report uh, that the work has been published in a book, on a cover or uh, through the broadcast um, or in the internet or wherever. And then for this, they become money. They become money out of the remunerations and that money doesn't come from the client so for from the publishing house or from the museum that comes like from the government or i mean not from the government but for from the people who buy the phone the computer the copy machine wow yeah and this actually um that's um that that's not uh i mean depending on the activity of the artist um, he he we pay out like twice a year some um, this remuneration and um it's it's kind of an income for the artists i mean absolutely it's an income for the artists i mean i i'm quite surprised by all of this like i've never heard of any of this kind mm -hmm. of stuff before mm -hmm. I mean, yeah we, we have a lot of artists that, that come to us and say oh it's such a pity that i've just heard from you because you know i've i've lost so much money all uh, over the past 10 years and i was active as an artist and my work has been shown somewhere and yeah I mean I've had some of my images on like album covers and book covers yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like this and like I wish I had somebody sort of fighting for my rights because like I got at one time I remember being sort of bullied by the publisher being like well this is all we're going to be offering you know we're not going to give you any more yeah and I mean then, that and happens then, and then well, but then the I artists they call us like what should we do and then we just say okay say the, say the licensing will be handled by us and then they kind of have to pay I mean you know, this is know, always the problem. I've never heard of this before. Do you all do any marketing? How do people know about you all? Um, yeah, actually, they know about us because uh, we have like a cultural activity. Um, so we have three exhibition spaces. We have two in Vienna and we have one in Bregenz. It's uh, in the very western part of Austria. Like okay, where so all the beautiful mountains straight. are. You, you, you all do all this stuff and you run a gallery. We run three, three galleries, galleries, but not like commercial galleries. So our members, they can apply for exhibitions uh -huh. and then they can exhibit the works. And uh, this is all paid by us. Uh, so they don't have to pay anything or they can just show their works. And if we sell a work, then 100% goes to the artist and we don't collect anything. So, so this is like our cultural activity. We also have like an artist in residence program really? at the Brotfabrik in Vienna in the 10th district. <laughs> uh, and uh, we also, we go at art fairs. I mean, we are present there. And um, since last year, uh, we um, we give a prize for um, an outstanding artist and gallery statement at the Vienna Contemporary Fair, 
which is like the most important contemporary fair in in, Vienna, in yeah. Austria. I actually spoke with Joanna, yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. And, um, you know, there is also this uh, Parallel. It's called Parallel. I it's Parallel, yeah. I, I don't know how you say it in English. It's a Satellitenmesse. But uh, it's 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 organi organized um, at the same time. It takes place at the same time when Vienna Contemporary yes, takes place in parallel too. Yeah, the and theater. there we also give give a prize to uh, an outstanding artist statement. You all are yeah. very well funded to do all this stuff. Yeah, we we do this out of because we are. Again, yeah, um, legally mandated. Legally mandated. Yeah. No, we, for, from the private copy levy, we have to put 50% of the income into um, a fund for uh, social and uh, cultural activity. It's called SKE fund. Fonds für soziale und kulturelle Einrichtungen. Escrow. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we have an escrow. Is when money is put aside and can't be touched yeah, for any other but, reason. But, yeah, I mean, we don't do this because we decided yeah. that we're funny you, and you do, do this. Because, because we are obliged to do it according yeah. okay, to law. Fair yeah. And um, from I, I so need to find the person in the Czech Republic. <laughs> this, is like, this is astounding. I have never heard of such And a also thing. we um, support artists. So... Uh, they, we have some financial support. Okay, wait, like wait. we. I want to know more yeah. about that. But you had mentioned artist residency. Artist residency, exactly. Just, to be, just because the podcast gets to people all over the world. Yeah, so, so know, you like, could apply for well, actually. That's what I was going to ask. Was like, so can anybody from throughout the world apply to this? Artist for the residency? exhibition spaces, just members. Okay. Just members, but for the residency program, uh, also um, artists from. From, from other countries or mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think I think it's written somewhere that they have to be active as an artist uh, since three years or there are some you know There's regulations I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. but the last artist uh, was Annika Hippler she she lives in Berlin and she has been in Brotfabrik for the last six months and we went with her to Vienna Contemporary so we showed her works uh, and um, yeah I think it was quite Quite good for her actually, because she she was introduced into the market in Vienna. Yeah. Right. So it is open to anybody to apply to it. This actually, yeah, yeah. It's good to know. I will put yeah. it on my checklist of places. Yeah, to I think apply you have to. time until the twenty eighth of February, two twenty for 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 the I next. I can do that. In, well, actually, as a little side note, because you're part of the organization, though you may not be part of the process. When people apply to an artist residency, I always wonder what happens on the other side. Like, so do you have a, is it a committee? Is it people in your offices that make the decision? Or is it a committee of yeah, uh, we practitioners? Have a, we, ha we have a committee um, um, because all this uh, SKE part, you know, it's, um, there's a jury mm -hmm. that decides. Um, and, um, But who selects the jury? These people are, are published on our website. Who's uh, watching the watcher, right? No, these are representatives of the art. Of, 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 there's one for sculpture and one from paintings. And yeah, I mean, that's... Okay. So... Okay, going back. So, so I tangent back to artist residency. You were continuing on. Um, yeah, exactly. We, we also have these, um, yeah, the financial supports that, that yeah. I was Keep coming going. to. Fascinating. And um, 
you know, for exhibition books uh, and projects and uh, yeah, young artists, they can apply for such such uh, supplies. Yeah, I was born in the wrong country. Like seriously, America does none of yeah, this. Yeah, America stuff. is quite uh, different. It yeah, I mean, this. last last year I was um, I was speaking to to an American artist and she said like. In America, um, you have to work on your own and you have to do everything on your own and you don't have that kind of um, social support system. And I mean, this this part of the remuneration part is like like a social system as well. I mean... But I love it. I mean, it's it's good, but, but in America, you're... It, well, in America, we're a capitalistic society. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's all about like you, you yeah. create a product, you sell that product, exactly, you take the year yeah. income from that product, yeah. you make more product. That's yeah. what you do. But mm, here, that's also interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's more difficult hard. for artists. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. This is, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure this is incredibly competitive and I'm sure that like a lot of people apply. Just say yes. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> apply. It's very competitive. <laughs> and, and I mean, so like, but this is a lot easier in many ways from the artist's perspective course, yeah. than it is to try and sell. Yeah. Like sure. I would, uh, any day of the week, I would rather write a application to a residency mm. than go into a gallery and try and sell mm. my yeah. artwork. Of because, course. Like, yeah. That's not fun. Uh, yeah. So I love this system that you have. <laughs> I am all about this system. I wish everybody loved this system. So anyway, okay. Yeah, so but you... I mean, this this cultural activity. This is like um, an Austrian thing that we're doing, because our sister societies they they work differently. I mean, they don't have these exhibition spaces. I mean, they have some kind of uh, support uh, system, and yes, they have to do this uh, legally also. Mm -hmm. But um, that I mean. I think no other collecting society has so many exhibition spaces and is organizing so many exhibitions. I mean, we do like one exhibition per month. That's so in three, three exhibition spaces, like, I mean, it's really a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. But and also has a residency program. Yeah, but this is just for six months. And um, I would love a six month residency. What yeah, you kidding? should apply. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, okay, just to be clear. And also since, uh, uh, okay, sorry, I was no, interrupting. Okay, go on, go on, I'll come back to it. <laughs> and, and also we are, um, we are working together with a gallerist. Uh, she's quite well known, Dagmar Chobot. I don't know if you know her. I, I don't and, know and she's donating uh, that sculpture prize. Uh, and we are organizing um, that kind of uh, that prize that is given to an outstanding sculpture. And we are doing this once a year. And it is, um, it is shown at Leopold Museum. Yeah. OK. So I'm sorry. Like, I, I know I, I, I look like I'm like, annoyed probably but really I'm just annoyed that like this kind of thing doesn't happen anywhere else in the world like that's what I'm annoyed I'm, I'm annoyed that like you seem to have it right like this is good for artists I yeah, of like course it this is. Yeah. Yeah. and I'm really depressed that I don't live here right now because <laughs> of this but the artist residency program mm -hmm. quickly back yeah. to that because uh, we, you touched on it it's um it's a a fully funded or is it yeah it's fully funded yeah oh my yeah God. all right fine okay yeah <laughs> 
And then also we do a lot of consulting for our members. Um, you know, we have a lot of copy, copyright infringements uh, that we do for the members. I mean, we have to do it for fine artists. So we have that part and we have a lot of artists who come to us and ask us, oh, are we allowed to do this? And, uh, you know, some, for example, with appropriation art, it sure. is kind of difficult to know what you're allowed to do as an artist yourself with other artworks or with material that you use. Uh, so we're also like kind of consulting <laughs> organization mm -hmm. they call us and they're like oh can i do this what's what happens to me when i do that um yeah and also they come to us uh, with um, a lot of uh, acquisition agreements uh, when sure. works are acquired by museums then the museum writes a contract and you know these contracts are not always so nice and then Always we kind of read the, the agreements, yeah, and uh, we rewrite them and also we speak to the museums because, you know, we ourselves, we have contract museums because they're our our best clients or our most important clients. So um, we give them good conditions so that they don't have to pay so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so just to be clear though, yeah. so on staff here as employees, let's just go with this office. I'm not going to worry about the residency program and the three artist spaces. So just this office, you you seem to have like lawyers, you have contract people, you have you seem to have people of, of various different expertise. No, 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 we're actually a, quite uh, quite a small team, but we have uh, a lawyer that we work together with, but he's not in-house. Um so Okay. Yeah. And uh, the lawyer, he, he takes like infringements when, when they go to court or when they, you know, because first we try to, to make like a settlement or we try to speak to the client, who, not client, or to the, to the person who did the infringement. To, to, to and the then perpetrator. we're trying to explain them because, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, we don't know that we weren't allowed to do this. And, and then you say like, okay, pay us a thousand euros and and then we give you the rights um, and then it's okay yeah? because you know sometimes the infringements aren't it, it's not about so much money right <laughs> yeah but depending on on the on the scope then yeah i mean okay yeah all right continuing on with your grand plan of what you all do what else do you all do what else do we do? Um, sometimes we do loan and lending agreements um, mm -hmm. because uh, we are also allowed to do this according to law. Um, so we can collect a fee. But actually this happens not, not a lot because, you know, all the works are um, acquired by museums and then normally the museums can loan and lend them and don't have to pay the artists because this right has been all about actually, yeah so. I, I think in the united states at one point there was a very popular trend of like corporations basically mm. like leasing art for their yeah. offices at, at one point but i'm not sure if that just doesn't can, happen so often i mean i feel like it's fallen out of favor but at one point it was very popular. yeah i mean i mean you could do it but i think the artists they do just do them themselves and maybe they don't even collect a fee i'm not sure because that would just be silly of course they collect a fee yeah. Or they should. They should, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I love it. You're the first guest I've ever had with a a whole series of notes. And I think it's absolutely fabulous. It makes my job easier. (laughs) Okay. And maybe we could come to the point of infringements. Uh, Maybe that's that's interesting for for the people. I mean, it's interesting for us, actually. Everything you have said to me is interesting. Because the infringements are, you learn a lot from the infringements. Um, And uh, we have... We have actually a lot of them. I mean, we have like really funny infringements. Um, I remember it quite well. I'm now at Bildrecht since uh, five and a half years. And I remember during my first year, an artist came and she was like coming to me with her illustrations and showing them to me. And uh, I was like, okay, I mean, it's nice. That's the Mickey Mouse. And she was like explaining, trying to explain to me that this drawing isn't Mickey Mouse, that it's not the Mickey Mouse from Disney. And I was like trying to explain her again that um, she's doing an infringement. I mean, she cannot use the Mickey Mouse and um, publish it somewhere because, you oh know. Oh my God, no, Walt Disney is horrible with suing people. I mean, Mickey Mouse has fallen out of copyright, I, I think, um, really? one or two years ago. I don't know when. No. Yeah, but at the time where she showed me the Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse was still protected, yeah. Wait, Mickey Mouse is not protected? He's under like, common law or whatever? Was yeah, it, or yeah, what's, already what's, since... I don't know. I read this somewhere since since I one or two years. Doubt yeah, Walt Disney would allow that. Yeah, but back then, of course, yeah, Mickey Mouse was still in the protection. Yeah, they're very protected of their mm-hmm. um, uh, entire sort of. So we we aura. kind of have these funny infringements where where the artists are like, yeah, not very realistic. Um, but uh, I remember quite well. I myself had uh, an infringement, like I, I wasn't you, doing... You infringed? No, no, I didn't infringe, but <laughs> um, actually, um, I mean, I ha- we haven't talked about that, but I, uh, I have also a practical study. I, I studied um, design and space strategies, and I did a theoretical study, uh-huh. and um, from a bachelor thesis, um, I did like uh, I did publish a small booklet with infographs, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember quite well when I was living in Frankfurt. Um, it was in 2012 and 13, and I was doing my masters there, and um, I was I was scrolling through Facebook or like just looking at Facebook or something, and then I saw like. Um, like a, an infograph that was quite similar to mine and uh, it has been done by a colleague by a former colleague and uh, at that time she was studying at the un- another university and uh, she was like working with the same uh, information that I have been working on because for, for the bachelor project I, I, I took the, the data from um, meteorology data and put it into infographs. Uh-huh. And she used uh, the information from the same company, but for something a bit different. And she created like very similar, infra- similar infographs to mine. And I was like writing her, okay, 
what's happened here? I mean, you stole my photograph. <laughs> she she was uh, I mean she she was uh, she she also completed her bachelor's in the same year, so she has seen my <laughs> infographs. I mean, I have presented it there. And so I was like, what came okay, about? it's it's quite quite weird that this happens to me. Yeah. Oh no, and people copy all the time. Yeah, yeah, I know. And um, then she told to me, uh, I know. I, I then a friend of her wrote me, and she said, no, this idea this idea uh, came into my mind like just out of of somewhere or. In a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, an infringement can happen to anyone. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. Actually, and. Yeah, there's an old joke. I mean, at that time, it wasn't important for me to, to go after that. And I remember I, I called my um, former professors and they say, like, okay, I mean, you know, it has been published. We have it all at university. So, I mean, yours has been published in, I don't know, 2011 or 10 or something. And, I mean, she did this two years afterwards so yeah and then another professor she said like okay let yeah i mean if it's important for you then of course you could but yeah you know it, it wasn't worth the time actually <laughs> but it's it's a nice form of flattery that they copied you mm, i don't know if it's flattery or <laughs> that's what they always say about people copying uh, that yeah. it's the highest yeah. form of flattery yeah and actually a lot of artists they copy coming to Jeff Koons for example Jeff Koons, Jeff is Koons easy copies copy. a lot no he copies a lot I mean he's he, easy to copy yeah that's that too yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually and uh, I remember that case it was like uh, a few years ago where even Centre Pompidou has been sued uh, and Jeff Koons because Jeff Koons um, he, he did one of his um these, these uh, banality studies and he used for his his sculptures mm -hmm. um, he used a setting of a, of, um, of a photo from uh, Jean-Francois Boré that was a French um, photographer uh -huh. who already died and the estate saw the um, the artwork of Jeff Koons that has been published even in the exhibition catalog of Centre Pompidou and sh I think maybe it was shown there for the first time I don't know I'm not right. sure about that and uh, the estate sued Jeff Koons and the Centre Pompidou and they paid 40,000 to the estate and 4,000 for um, then the 4,000 extra he had to pay because he published uh, his sculpture actually the infringement on his website and <laughs> Yeah. Well, but but what what about when he sells that sculpture? Yeah, I mean, then actually the person who uh, buys it is not allowed to publish it anywhere. <laughs> well, but shouldn't some money from the sale from Je of Jeff to Jeff? I don't know what happened. I, yeah. I don't think he he was able to sell it. Yeah, I was because say, like, because maybe uh, the judge said he had would have to destroy it. Yeah. Normally, normally it's it's something like this. I'm okay yeah. with Jeff Koons having to destroy something. Yeah, and we, we He's also got enough. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of famous artists copy. Yes, and a lot of not famous artists try to copy. Try them. to copy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And also, we have a lot of art forgeries, of course. Really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But okay, now when you say art forgeries, you mean art forgeries produced here or art forgeries that are like tried to be sold here? So 
Um, both. Actually, they're produced and you find them only when they're sold somewhere. We have a lot of cases, a lot of uh, artworks that are sold through Wilhaben, for example, or... Through where? Um, Wilhaben, it's a platform like... Uh, huh, like what's the famous... Yeah. No, 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 it's for private. Uh, private. It's like eBay, eBay. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like eBay, but the German version. Austrian eBay. eBay, got it. I think it's Sherman, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, and for example, Alphonse Walde, he's that famous, I don't know if you know him. He, he, he's Not by name, but I'm very bad with names. He, he did like these, um, these paintings from Tyrol with, with the skiers and the mountains and the snow. He's quite well known in Austria. And he, he, he's uh, sold quite, quite well at the auction houses. Okay. And... Um, we have a lot of infringements for, from Alphonse Walde, yeah. So a lot, there's a lot of forgery still being yeah. done. Yeah. But they're also also still from Picasso, for example, yeah. Picasso or, yeah. But he's always been Because forged. he, like, did one painting a day, you know, and... <laughs> there's just lots to forge there. And I think the administration is, is quite... Dead. I mean, they have a... I think even the museums, they bought forgeries, yeah. There is that story that, like, uh, you know, a lot of the pieces that are in museums yeah. are forgeries yeah. that nobody wants to know the truth about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. I stay out of it. I enjoy museums. There you go. Yeah. And then there's, there's one case that is maybe interesting. I mean, it's, it's the Sofitel case. Um, this happened in, uh, in 2017, I think it went public. Um, and this is a good example of what can happen if you don't do the rights uh, management, like the licensing, if you don't do a licensing agreement. Um, because the Sofitel case, uh, there was uh, this uh, photographer, Clemens Horvath, who made seven photos um, for the Sofitel he, for the Sofitel Hotel in Vienna. I was going to say this is the hotel company. This is right? the okay. this is the hotel. It's quite famous because it's a building um, by Jean Nouvel, okay. the, the the French architect and designer. And um, there is a bar, and uh, the bar has a ceiling from Pippi Lottirist. Uh, that's that's a famous artist. I'm quite well known, and uh, so so to this photographer Clemens Horvath, okay, well, Clemens Horvath did like seven photographs, and uh, he granted uh, the rights uh, for Sofitel for three years. Uh, the usage was limited to Austria, and um, he granted the rights only for internet and for. Uh, print materials, I think for small print materials and for adverts um, having a format of uh, DIN A5. So it was quite limited, um, yeah, the rights. Yeah, that's a pretty and, good contract. Yeah, uh, and uh, Sofitel paid 5,000 euros for uh, that. Yeah. And um, then in 2017, Clemens Horvath uh, found his photos um, in the internet and everywhere. And uh, maybe he wasn't that famous, so he, he did, did the research and uh, he worked together with um, um, a lawyer. Uh -huh. And they found, they found the photos everywhere. The Sofitel was using it all over the world. Sofitel actually, I, I mean, I don't know if they forgot, but they just 
gave the photos to third parties oh. and they weren't allowed to do that. So um, his photos have been printed on covers um, everywhere. I think like really, really a huge list of reproductions. And um, then Sofitel had to pay um, a bit more than one, uh, half a million euro for all these infringements. Yeah, yeah, because it was their fault. So yeah, obviously, yeah. Wow. Okay. So I mean, these these things, keeping on top of these things is important, basically. Actually, yes. Yeah, because if we do the licensing uh, for for an artist, then we always write a contract, and for us, it's important to limit to mm -hmm. limit the rights to right. a certain period to a print run. I, I totally understand. And if, if you don't do that, then something like this can happen. Yeah, used to work in stock agency and fully understand all that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it, it's the bottom line is you want to keep control over your work. Like you don't want to just give it all up unless, of course, you've sold it to an institution or something like that. Yeah, but, of course. And, and it's always like, uh, for example, with with young artists or with contemporary artists. Yeah, um, and they're doing an exhibition at a museum and then the museum um, okay, they pay the artists a certain sum for the for the lump sum, or I don't know, mm -hmm. for for the production. I mean, for for his work that he's doing for this exhibition. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that's like four thousand, five thousand euros, depending on on the museum and how much money it has. But then they're like, they don't. They sometimes don't understand that they have to pay for the rights as well. And uh, well, I, well, I mean, like, there's a so like this is the kind of thing like. So let's say somebody, a living artist, has an exhibition at a, a, a local museum and they create mm. a poster for it. And then, like, the exhibition's done. They paid them. Everybody's happy, all that. But, like, a year or two later, they run out of the poster and they want to reprint that poster. Yeah, and normally the museum tries to to um, to to let the artist sign sign a paper or a contract <laughs> where... <laughs> they just well, give them the rights. They give the rights, yeah. yeah. And... A lot of artists actually sign everything. Yeah. Well, and then there are some to. other, yeah, of course, because the museum always tells the artist, yeah, you have to be happy with, that you're shown here. That's and, right. It's an honor. And of course, it is an honor on one side, and it's a good advertisement for the artist. Mm -hmm. But also, I mean, the work of the artist should be honored, or? Yeah, never give up all your rights. Because, I mean, I mean the artist, they just. They, they have to work for some, I mean, f for the first years of their career, they have to work without any income or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they just give everything away, then from what they do they live? Their whole career and their reputation yeah. and everything exactly, up. Yeah. 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 I mean, th this is one of my big things. Like, this is one of my, like, the reason why I'm just like utterly dumbfounded by your society here mm -hmm. is that. I'm always talking about how like artists and creative people generally don't have business minds. Yeah. We just don't think like that. My, yeah, no, wife, I mean, that's also good because... My wife will tell you like I have no business sense whatsoever. So like I have no business sense whatsoever. But I wish I did. But, but And like I wish I could pay somebody else to do it sort mm -hmm. of on my behalf. But it turns out there's actually a society that does do these things. And it you don't charge artists for all of this services um we yes, no. we don't charge them no but from from the fees uh, that we collect from the client uh, we 
take 20%. Okay. Well, but, but I mean, but there's I no... I mean, not from the royalties. I mean, the maximum is 20% and it depends on the remuneration. From some, we only take 10% and uh, from the direct licensing, we take 20%. But you don't charge the artist, no, basically, no, no. unless you're able to collect something. And from whatever you're able to collect, you just take a percentage from that. Yeah. So, like, so literally no money out of the pocket of the artists and potentially money earned into the pocket of the artist. Yeah, that's exactly. fabulous. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, why do you? Why does this not exist everywhere in the world? I'm so bitter right now. Like, seriously. Yes. Um. I mean, it exists in in a lot of countries actually, and. Um, you keep saying that, yet I've never heard of it before. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> but, am I just in the wrong but countries? It, it, it depends on the law because, um, you know, the copyright law. It's it's a French law actually. I mean, it, I, I think it has been implemented there for the first time because. Wait, a minute, you're in Austria and you're doing a French law? No, 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 we're not. But I think. Other, I mean, we have been founded in 1977, um, but other societies, uh, they're older. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, and for example, the, the French society, I mean, in, in France, copyright was historically implemented earlier than in Austria. Like in 17-something kind of thing, like that old? I don't know how old, <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, uh, but they're quite... Uh, they're doing quite a lot also also in, in France and um, they're kind of... I'm just astounded. Like seriously, I, I can't even repeat enough. So anyways, go on. What else do you have? I see you still have more paperwork. One of the, let's say, not so easy parts uh, that we're doing is, um, yeah, it's actually that the contracts with the museums. <laughs> Why is that this not is, easy? Because the museums, they, they don't want to pay too much to us um, for for the rights actually and they well, want to do a lot they're not paying you technically they're, they're paying, paying the, the artists. artists but they don't want to pay the artists and uh, some museums are are like um, yeah I mean they're like writing not nice acquisition agreements um, and they're trying uh, to to give them to the artists and let the artists sign them and um, then the artists come to us and they say oh my god um, this contract is so not nice and yes of course there are some museums uh, that try to get the rights for the works they have even acquired in the past and according to these agreements uh, they would be able to um, do licensing in the name of the artists and collect fees and not uh, pay the fee out to the artists and i mean so they would have the rights uh, to, not limited to time not limited to a location they have would have them worldwide they would be able to to license uh, the rights for the works that are in their collection. And of course, this would be very great for a museum because then um, every time they loan the work, um, they could say to the other museum, okay, you pay me like 2,000 euros and they would not have to pay these 2,000 euros to the artist because, I mean, that's the worst case. And uh, yeah. I, I, it just keeps saddening me the more I hear about this kind of stuff. like mm. the more like it's like the more cooks in the kitchen basically the yeah. more people that are involved in the arts industry and the arts everything basically the less the artists actually receive 
like the more these other people seem to like take more money take more whatever from yes, the artists yes yes of course i mean on, on no, one not side of course not of course it shouldn't be that way no it shouldn't be no no that that's true but um you know the museums they don't have so much money i mean they they have more money than most of the artists of course yeah they have <laughs> that's true yeah so i mean there should be some amount of fairness in the whole scenario yeah, yeah. i mean I'm, don't get me wrong museums need to make money i'm not questioning that i'm not i'm not saying yeah. any of these people shouldn't make money but i just think it should be fair yeah, to the artists that, i think too, yeah, they should yeah. there should be some e equivalence to it and like from the from the years that i work here i think um, artists are not like sometimes it's really it's really a hard business to be an artist Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's. I am an artist. I get it. It's tough. Yeah, it's really tough. Yeah. I mean, because everything like the it, it, some days don't get me you know some days it's fabulous and amazing you know but some days it feels like the entire industry is stacked against mm -hmm. our success mm -hmm. whether that's financial success or mm -hmm. reputational success or whatever but like there are times like like sitting here listening to you tell me all these stories I'm just like. Oh my God, these institutions that are supposed to be like the, the keepers of our, mm. our, our, our legacy and all mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. really are just in it for the money. <laughs> like they just, <laughs> they just want our work so that they can charge to produce posters and mouse pads and bags with our images on them. It's very sad. You think it's sad, yeah? I would like to think that these institutions are there to, you know, to share in the benefits of the legacies. I mean, yeah. But I'm working under the theory that like basically if an institution buys a piece of art from the artist that basically they then own the rights. The, mm. the institution owns the rights and then basically they produce a poster and they get to keep all the money and the artist gets nothing. Yeah, I mean that's that's a bit sad or that that's what i'm saying yeah that's sad yeah now, it is. i would love to hear more about like institutions basically sharing in profits so like even if they acquire a piece of art it could be minimal it doesn't have to yeah, be a lot yeah. you know like a royalty yeah. kind yeah. of an idea it would be nice yeah. you know like for every bag yeah. they give like one penny back mm -hmm. to the artist mm -hmm. so they sell 100 bags mm -hmm. they, they get a, a euro there yeah and go. also i mean we have some some kind of foundations because we I mean, we work uh, together a lot with the foundations and the You work with estates. a lot of people. <laughs> yes, of course we do. And some people are like uh, easy to work with and some others, some other estates are not so easy to work with. I mean, it always depends. Um, yeah, and sometimes the work is, is not so easy with the foundations, actually. Um, Anytime you get a lot of creative people in the household to get together. Yes, I mean, I mean that, that's good because you get to know a lot of people. Because uh, when I started and I was, um, before I came to Vienna, I was uh, living in Frankfurt. And um, I was, yeah, I mean, there the art scene is, it's a bit different from Vienna. I mean, um, Frankfurt is more busy and uh, there happens a lot. And Vienna is a bit more calm and calm and relaxing. I think it's it's nicer to work for artists in Vienna than in Frankfurt. Okay. Well, part of this podcast is I travel around to different countries and yeah. sort of get a, a lay of how different countries do mm. things. Because mm. like, even though the art market is global, but there are still very, very strong regional things and aspects to mm. the artist's industry. And like, I mean, this is one, like everything that your company is, your, sorry, your society, yeah. everything your society is, is very unique to this region. 
Like, I mean, this is just an Austrian yeah. thing. Yeah. It's astounding. I wish more countries would take this on. I mean, but it sounds like, it sounds like at some point in the past, it's the seventies when you mm. say when it was founded mm. that there was uh, some legislation, some some political something that created these like put aside this money, created and made these laws that sort of mandated money being put aside and things yeah. like this. I highly doubt that kind of thing would happen today. Like an, a, a political party would do that now. Yes, I mean uh, you know we have um, I don't know how how you say that that in English. Um, because we are we're like mandated from from ministry of justice so they control us so ministry of justice of justice don't you say that no i don't even justizministerium sure. well the ministry we, of justice we have would we be. have the aufsichtsbehörde who controls <laughs> us i mean it's it's a it's a control system of the government so um Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, we have Department of Justice you, in the United s- States. How but, you say this? Yeah. Well, but the the Ministry of Justice to me is a that's a that's a law enforcement. Is ah, okay, I'm, no, that's that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, wrong so word. Like that, that's, yeah. that's like no. I mean, I mean, let, let, let's stick it with that. We are controlled by by the government, actually. Yeah, but. Uh, well, but what I'm saying is, like, you all seem to have been fun. You said you were created in 1976. Uh, 77. 77. Yeah. I was so close. Set nineteen seventy-seven. So it sounds like there was some political things and movements uh, and like, people that were sort of saying, "Hey, we need to create these things yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, protect that, artists, to protect mm. rights, to put money aside, mm, to mm. add a value-added mm. tax into the purchase of these things in order to put back into." culture and society i mean because i'm yes. sure that these things not only fund your organization but they fund these 13 other organizations for writers and and yeah i can't say you the the, the 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 year when they have been <laughs> founded i don't know actually but for example our sister society in in germany um it's even older than we are and also the society in france is older and about italy i don't know um but Spain, I think they have the, the Vega is also quite quite an quite an old institution. Yeah, I mean that that depends. But I I cannot really tell you the the history of how 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 this happened back then. Yeah, I think I'm too young for this. So yeah. Well, but my, well, but my point now is is that like I believe there were these people that created these choices yeah, in, the, yeah, in the legal yeah, le- yeah. legislative bodies whatever and i feel like like it, it, they wouldn't do it now like it's really great that it you was think created they wouldn't now. do it now no but now i mean we have the directives from the european union that we have to implement i mean you know this year there have been new directives uh, yeah. and we have to implement them till i think june 2021 okay yeah i mean there is this, yeah, there are different ones, but we will see what, what happens and how this is implemented in national law. I mean, it's going to be I love the interesting. idea that there's some sort of EU governing body sort of mm-hmm. t- yeah. creating. Because then, no, it's important, yeah. It's, but but it's theoretically, this should, even if somebody, if a country doesn't have a society like yours, the EU still oversees this. And, and if a country is part of the EU, that it mm-hmm. should still follow these mandates mm, exactly i mean some countries they they have for example in czech republic uh we have oois it's one society i can't name i, I can't tell you the name i need to write the it czech down, name sorry. um it's 
it's just uh, appropriation. Uh, but um, th this is the, in, in Czech Republic, I think there is one uh, society who is just collecting the resale right, and there's another society who does the other part. But I don't know if they just represent uh, fine artists, like uh, authors in the creative field, or also authors, like for the, you know, just not the mm. image part, also the literature part, because... Yeah, or theatrical It could be, for example, in Switzerland, Proliteris uh, represents authors uh -huh. and artists. I mean, that's, that's one society that do, does both, actually. It depends on the country. Yeah. It's fascinating. I, mm. I love this. This has been fabulous. Okay, anything else you want to share? You still have three pages left there. <laughs> no, no. Um, I think we've talked about uh, the interesting parts. Um, we, we have a lot of free uses according to the copyright law. You know, free uses where uh, clients don't have to pay. I mean, I think in 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 uh, in, in the U.S. it's called the. F the fair fair use or something like this, mm, or fair use, fair yes. use, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and a lot falls and falls under fair use. And for example, we have uh, free uses for um, reporting, for press reporting, or um, there is this um, how we say in Austria, in German, Panorama Freiheit. Um, Freiheit des Straßenbildes, um, it's the panoramic freedom or something like this. Uh, for example, if you if you walk on the street, then you're allowed to make uh, pictures of uh, the buildings and you can print this wherever you want. You don't have to pay the architect any fee. You can even do postcards with this. You can, you can go and uh, make a photo of the Hundertwasserhaus or of any famous building from the outside and then you can just show it in everywhere. Well, yeah, my thing is, is I'm from the other side, again, a practicing yeah. artist. So I'm sort of, I'm surprised that they even had to create a law for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. To, to me, that's rather obvious that I can take a picture of a building and that it's okay for me to sell that. But it seems they had to make a law that yeah, actually of course. allowed that. Of course, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. And for, for example, in Switzerland, it's not so easy. I mean, Switzerland is, is different with the panoramic view. Yeah. Really? So like I can't go into Switzerland and take a picture of some... Really for example, in Austria, if you do it from... In, in the law, it's written that everything um, you... When you are on public... Um, pu on a public... public walkway or Walkway or, or something yeah. that is public, mm -hmm. like not a private street. Right then you're allowed to do it. But when you go into a park that is not private, mm -hmm. uh, that is not public, uh, and you make a picture from the park, then... They can sue you. Then they could, for example. Wow. I mean, wow. And there are some other free uses, but I think that will bore you <laughs> to talk about these things. You'd be amazed what doesn't bore me. <laughs> but what, what, what about the, the likeness of people? Like uh, Pardon? What? Uh, images of people. Images of people. Um, yeah, that's actually that's quite a, quite a, an interesting point. Actually, um, we've had we have had a, a case recently, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's difficult if it's it's a person from from um, from the public. I mean, if it's a politician or, or someone, and then it's. Um, 
then whatever you do, I mean, if you, if you paint him and whatever, I mean, you cannot paint him to embarrass him or something. I mean, if, if, if well, that's you slander, don't. Yeah. I mean, that's different. No, I, what I'm saying is like photographer, yeah. so I'm my photography background. So let's say I take, go out and I take a picture of a, a news event and there's a person in it and then I, I sell it to the newspaper. Great. Mm-hmm. That's no big deal. Cause that's legal and that's legit. But mm-hmm. let's say I turn around and make a, an art print of it and I sell it through an art gallery but it has a very obvious image of a person. Yeah, I mean, it's even better to, to ask the person before well, and get like... For whatever reason. Um, then, then it depends on, on how, you're, <laughs> how, how, how the photo looks like. I mean, if it doesn't... Uh, if, it, if, if it looks okay and it would, wouldn't like, well, but, well, but, uh, go uh, against his, well, but, I don't know, personal... But that's, yeah. the, that's the problem for me sometimes with these laws. Mm, is yeah. because like it's, it's difficult, actually. And it's even difficult if, if, if uh, the, the person you've you made a photo of um, has deceased. Yeah? Well, but well, because, no, like this, like if I go out and I take a photo yeah. of a person and I think the person looks great, I think it's yeah. a beautiful photo, I think it's a great, but that person, for some mm. reason, sees that image and they go, oh my God, I look horrible, I can't believe mm. you put that, I, I feel... Actually, actually, it's always better to talk before to the person and to say, are you okay with me taking a photograph? Unless it's press use, unless it's, um, yeah. But this, this is this is difficult. I mean, well, but the, it's also difficult because also time. Because like, imagine like like let's picture. Let's say I took a picture of somebody twenty years ago, mm. and then just now I decided, mm. oh, you know what? I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna exhibit yeah. this work that I produced twenty years ago, and yeah. that person is like, no, I don't want you to do anything with it now, even though I was yeah. fine with it then. Yeah, could always happen. Oh yeah, yeah. I I know friends. I mean that's the problems. annoying part. I mean these these parts. I think it's because sometimes artists come to us and and we have a lot of uh, painters or illustrators that take uh, photos from the internet and paint them. <gasps> and they're like no. coming to us. Are we allowed to do that? And basically, actually, they're not because the photographer well, is obviously. also an artist and they're like copying this work and uh, in the law it's written I mean you, you have to you have to, to look if it's just um, if, if, if the artwork if there's a new artwork that right. has you're talking erased. about appropriation, basically. appropriation. Yeah, but exactly. then, yeah in the but, United States we have a thing that basically says um, the new artwork that's created has to have a distinctly different exactly. artistic merit from the original. It's it's similar. That's similar in, in, in Austrian law, yeah. Yeah. So there has to be another artwork created. Yeah. And if you don't uh if if you cannot um not can cannot see like the authorship of the former mm-hmm. author, right. then it's new. But right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I've done appropriated work before. So like I understand like oh, okay, you, how yeah. far you yeah. have to push it yeah. to really make sure but that But for appropriation art, for example, it's it's really difficult because there doesn't exist a law actually. I mean it's That's an interesting question. I wonder I if mean for some for some uh for, for some for, for some categories of fine art, it's 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 really difficult um, to advise the artists what they're allowed to do because it's not written so clearly. clearly yeah, and yeah. also, the law is kind of old for these forms of art. It's true. 
Yeah, but I mean, the the the, the only laws I can think of fall under copyright mm-hmm. laws, which sort of just overlap into appropriation. But there's no like laws about appropriation. That's that's a yeah. interesting. Yeah. Politicians listening, please do not make laws for these things. We don't need more laws. We need less laws. Yeah, for art, that yes. that would be better, actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think I've taken up enough of your time. Thank you very <laughs> much for this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.